0: Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for those leading in God's church. This is Andrew Cook. It's good to be with you again. Christian Basics, more in the series with Dr John Hall. I am sure it has not escaped your notice that there are some things in your life which you need to do on your own and there are other times when doing things with others is just what is needed. If, for example, you had to sit an examination, no one else can do that for you. You would have to give your own answers. But if you were to move to a different house, having the help of relatives and friends would be very much appreciated and in many cases essential. And it is just like that in the matter of personal holiness that we've been thinking about in recent programmes. John Hall has already shown us a number of things related to this which we have to do on our own. For example... No one else can obey God's command for us. That is something we have to do ourselves. But there are other things which we need to do with others and which are a great help in our spiritual progress. For example, praying with others over an area of our lives where we know we have a battle with temptation. The support of other believers is a very precious thing. Well, here on Serving Today, John is going to show us two more activities which will aid us in the path of purity and growth into Christ's likeness. And the first of these is our fellowship with other believers. It's most important that we do belong
1: to a congregation of God's people. You see, God has saved us to be part of a new community, a redeemed community, which the Bible calls the church. There are other illustrations in the Bible of that sense of community, being living stones in God's temple or being part of his kingdom. But the main thrust of the Bible, as it is called us to belong to a community of God's people, the church, which is Christ's body. And so the Christian life is meant to be a communal life, a life where through conversion and baptism you belong to a local church, where you use the gifts God has given you to serve your fellow believers. Look how the first believers lived their lives. They obviously delighted in being together and listening to God's word. Derek's going to read to us Acts 2, 42-47.
2: They, that's these early believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved.
1: There is the picture of what these new converts did. In order to grow in holiness... They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper, prayer. They cared for each other. They praised God. They were active in spreading the message of God. That's the way to grow in holiness, to be part of such a congregation. Derek, could you read now for us Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, which shows us how we're to use our gifts within the local congregation of God's people.
2: Paul writes, it was he, that's the Lord, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become more mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work.
1: There we see that God gives gifts or Christ gives gifts so that as we are taught God's word by our pastors and teachers, we are prepared for service. And the aim of that community life is that the whole body, every individual within that body, should grow in unity, be more aware of what the Bible teaches on Christ, know more about Christ and become more mature in our faith, more Christ-like in our lives. This is the whole aim of progressive sanctification. So if you don't belong to a local church or you're never there, well, you'll not make much progress. You'll neither be able to benefit from the food that is given out at that church when you listen to the word of God, nor will you be of any benefit to other believers. It's most important that you do belong to a local congregation and serve there.
2: John, a very important part of belonging to a church is to be involved in its life in a meaningful way. What particular areas or activities that churches are involved in would you say will be a real stimulus to our spiritual progress and therefore enable us to live lives that glorify and please God?
1: Yes, Derek, it is most important that we wholeheartedly belong to our local congregation. And this involves being involved in worship each Sunday, it involves me having spiritual fellowship with our fellow believers so that they can encourage us and we can encourage them. Derek, could you read
2: from Hebrews 10:24 to 25 Let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching.
1: You see, we are meeting together in order to spur one another on to love and good deeds, to the very things that are needed if we're to progress in holiness. We're to encourage each other. So if you don't belong to a church, you miss out. If you don't attend regularly, then a vital element in your growth in holiness is missing. The help God gives you via your fellow believers.
2: John, is there anything else that we need to take note of?
1: Yes, Derek, be mission-minded. You see, those early members saw people add it to their church daily, such as should be saved. Well, they must have been speaking of the gospel. This good news of the gospel concerning our Lord Jesus Christ has come to you. And so you need to be concerned to take this gospel to others, to witness yourself, to speak of Christ. That builds you up. You're able to see the glory of the gospel. You're strengthened to pursue holiness because of that but also to be involved in your own church's outreach by helping with outreach activities, tracting, leafleting, visiting, being there when the gospel's preached. It's most important that you're active in that. But it's also important that you're involved in mission, taking the gospel to other communities. And you can be involved in mission by prayer, by giving, and maybe going yourself to a different community With the gospel.
2: But John, I'm sure a question others would like to ask, and I certainly would like to ask, is how will our being involved in mission, how will that encourage our own growing in holiness?
1: That's interesting, Derek. And listener, how would you answer that? You should know the answer by now. Because holiness, as we have seen, is obeying what God has said. That's the whole aim of holiness, isn't it? To do what God says in His Word. Now God has commanded that all of us as Christians should be involved via our local churches in mission, taking the gospel to others. You remember the Lord's words to us before his ascension. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. If we're to teach others to obey everything Jesus has said, that means we too must learn what he said and obey it. And so in the very process of preparing for mission, we have to learn, we have to obey, and this helps us grow in grace, as does teaching it to others, because as you teach it to others, you realise you've got to obey it yourself. You remember The Apostle Peter says we're to be ready always to give a reason for the hope that is in us. So being holy means being mission-minded, not just inward-looking and concerned for ourselves, but obeying the whole of God's Word, thus taking the Gospel out. So we've looked at what promotes holiness, asking God to help us with it, praying, reading God's Word, obeying God's Word, the Bible, and as we do that, It'll mean we belong, if at all possible, to a local church and together with other Christians become more like Christ as we surf together and seek to spread the gospel message. So, listener, is your growth as a Christian hindered because you do not pray? Is it poor because though you have a Bible, it's hidden away and you never read it? Are you missing out because you don't attend church? Are you selfish and not involved in serving others? All these things will hinder growth. Remember, you are to make every effort to be holy, because without holiness you will not see God. You will not get to heaven. No holiness, no heaven. Cry out to God to fill you with his spirit and then make every effort to live for God by
0: praying, reading God's word and being active in a local congregation as we've just heard from John Hall being part of a local church is indeed important for every believer holiness is particularly seen in the way we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ two words often appear together in the New Testament these are connected to our life as members of the local church and the words are one another and they usually follow a command many of them are concerned with the unity of the church this is emphasised by Paul in Romans chapter 15 and verse 7. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Another important group of one another commands is simply about our love for each other. Jesus himself commanded us to love as he has loved us in John chapter 13 verse 34. Again, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 10, Paul says that we are to be devoted to one another in love. The second part of that verse is concerned with humility. Honour one another above yourselves. The Apostle Peter tells us that humility, not thinking of ourselves as being more important than others, should be our clothing. That's in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5. There are of course plenty more practical one another commands in the New Testament that instruct us about our relationships within the body of Christ. But sadly, We've run out of time here on Serving Today. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.